to another episode of Bits and Bites. Today we have something a little bit more special for the holiday season. We have everyone from, well, mostly everyone from the team joining us and sharing a little bit about our experiences at launch. Don't worry, it's not going to be any dirty laundry being aired this time, but uh, it'd be very- Wait, I only signed up for the dirty laundry. <laughs> no tea spilling here on this episode. <laughs> yeah, so um, if everyone could just kind of go around, give a quick introduction to themselves. How about Lauren, if you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Hi, I'm Lauren. Um, I am, I think my official title is the marketing and community coordinator, um, but I'm part of the program's team, uh, produce content, uh, social media, stuff like that. She edits this podcast. So if she doesn't like what she says, she actually has the power to just take it out and put it back in. True. Whereas the rest of us just have to live with it. Don't worry, I got you. Cat, <laughs> over to you. Um, yeah, so I guess my name's Katrina. People call me Cat. Um, I'm a project coordinator, and I've been at launch for about five to six months now. Sweet, five to six months. I've been here for six years. Yeah. Man. <laughs> when you compare like the time of like how long everyone it's, else has been working, it's like, oh my God. It's the, like, I, I actually think I worked here longer than the rest of you combined. Yeah. yeah. Probably. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm an old fart here. So, You're so I, I mean, if you want to learn about my backstory and how I came to launch, just go right back down to the very, very first episode of Bits and Bites where we kind of went at length. So we're not that interested in my story today, but like definitely I think the rest of rest of you you girls that, that have kind of joined launch in what I call recent years. Um, there's a lot to be explored here. So so I'm super excited about today's episode. So so let's kind of get into it. But like just kind of popping over and, and whoever wants to answer can answer. But like what were you guys doing prior to to launch? Like were you already in tech? Like what kind of background did you come from? And I know like all of it's unique because I have your resumes in front of me. I'm kidding. Um, but but Gene, like why don't we start with you? Uh, yeah, so launch is actually my first tech-related job. Um, originally, I wanted to, you know, get into like criminology, CSI, like all that, but uh, school didn't work out as planned. <laughs> um, so actually, most of my experience uh, kind of was all over the place. Most of it is based in the hospitality industry, or a lot of restaurants, mostly serving and management. And uh, actually, prior to joining launch, I was an uh, office manager for a cactus club, and so that was really fun. But um, I still had this like urge to try to like get into the tech industry because I love um, gaming and esports particularly. And I thought, you know, getting into the tech would be kind of a good step towards No, that. <laughs> you, like, you like games? We couldn't tell from the past episodes. <laughs> Yeah, you can always tell that like every time there's like something gaming related on our bits and bites, like my enthusiasm just goes up like tenfold. <laughs> that's that's awesome. What what about what about you, Kat? Just jumping over to you. Um yeah, I guess I was working in architecture full time. Um I got my I went to school for architecture, so I was doing high rises in Vancouver. Like designing um, or, or what what Yeah, designing. Um nice. designing. Um designing houses as well too. So I, I was doing that full time and then working as a cost estimator on the side. Um, and then also kind of planning out my my side hustle, which you guys kind of already know a little <laughs> bit about. Well, the listeners like, don't know. So so why don't, why don't we talk, just, just take 30 seconds on that. What's the side hustle? Yeah, so it's basically an ethical and sustainable brand that I launched on June 2020. So oh, yeah. So literally, so literally just recently. Yeah, just recently, just this year, thanks to COVID. 
Hey, gives and takes. Um, but like, how do you get from, from architecture to, to, you know, what you're, what you're like, where's the jump? What, what was missing? Did you just get tired of architecture or like what? Cause I don't see any correlation there at least immediately. Um, I guess for me, it was just, I kind of wanted to do my own thing and mm-hmm. like working in architecture, just, it got a little bit boring after a while. It's something like, I love design. It's something I'm passionate about, but you know, it's like when you're in school versus when you're working in the real world, like it's, completely different, um, which is like most things. Right. And so I think I just wanted a bit more autonomy and I wanted to kind of do something a bit more creative and kind of manage my own time, my own projects and do something I was a bit more passionate about because high rises and buildings get pretty boring after a while. I mean, you could do low rises and mid rises as well. <laughs> no, I'm playing, but, but I, I can definitely see what you mean. Like, because you, you, you know, you can, you know, be your own, not just boss, but like you, you can, you know, front end create as an entrepreneur, but you kind of need more than one person to, to build a, build a high rise. I'm guessing. Yeah. Lauren, what about you? Like, what's your background? What did you study actually, Lauren? Um, So I actually have a degree in human kinetics. Um, So I started out that degree um, doing like kinesiology. So like the science side of like sports and the movement of the human body. Um, And then that kind of like evolved to doing uh, half a degree or a specialization um, in business. Um, And so After graduation, I um, was working at a a Cairo clinic um, and I got to do like a little bit of social media content creation there. And I've always just been like really into photography, like just like gadgets and stuff like that. So um, I got to use that photography knowledge and that passion for photography in that kind of content creation. And so when I left the clinic, I went to a boot camp called Red Academy that no longer exists. Four one out for Red Academy. Love those guys. Yeah, shout out. They incredible. They did great. An incredible time. Yeah. So I did their uh, digital marketing professional diploma there. And that's kind of also how I heard about launch and like got into tech because they're like immersed in the tech industry. So we did three projects and then um, each project was kind of like a case study with an actual like startup or organization that was in need of like digital marketing help. So we got to like create plans and um, strategies for them. Um, So that was kind of my like first step into tech. Yes. So, so like when you like actually applied for, for launch, right? Like, I mean, there's practical reasons for applying to any job that, that, um, that not necessarily the, the angle that I'm looking for, but like what intrigued you versus, I don't know, I think with a marketing background, you could go a couple cases. I think a lot of people I know that are in marketing go work for agencies, for example, it doesn't necessarily need to be tech. And in our case, it's a little bit more specialized because we're in nonprofit tech and we're not, we're not directly working with say a product per se, um, but we're working with entrepreneurs. So, so where, where came, kind of came the motivation for you to kind of jump in with us? Yeah, I think the entrepreneurship aspect and working with entrepreneurs, that has always kind of like had a special place in my heart. I've seen an entrepreneur is just a drive and a passion and an inspired kind of way of going about things just that is like kind of unmatched and so getting to work with like small businesses through red academy yeah it seemed kind more of right of <laughs> yeah i wanted more of it exactly yeah and this is a good free plug for for your you have a passion project as well that you're working on right um, do you want to talk called, a little bit about it yeah sure it's called the passion collective uh we haven't officially launched yet but as i kind of mentioned i have a passion for other people's passions um, and, sh- and sharing those stories 
And like everybody has something that um, makes them like light up or like come alive when they speak about it. So in Jean's case, that might be gaming or more recently cross-stitching. Um, but like you can really like see a whole change in their demeanor when they start to speak about something that they're excited about. And so the whole idea behind the Passion Collective is sharing those stories and just connecting with people. No, that's, that sounds awesome. So so stay tuned for it. Free plug. What's what's the handle? We're gonna uh, drop the handle it right here. on Instagram is uh, at thepassion.collective. At, and we'll have a website soon. At thepassion.collective. So there you go. You work at launch, you get free plugs. But speaking of passion, like Kat, I know you. we already kind of talked about, about your your business and your, your so-called side hustle. Was that correlated with why you wanted to kind of work with launch and, and the companies in launch as well? Yeah, I guess kind of my reason was like I wanted to surround myself with more entrepreneurs and more like-minded individuals um, which has been like super great because even like one of the projects that I'm working on which you all have heard about you know founder journey series has been it's been great this is a this is another drop here though so so (laughs) curtains like the public has not heard about this founder journeys so so maybe you can give a little sneak preview but don't don't give the farm away yeah so it's basically Ray is interviewing these founders of these great companies companies and they explain their journey as an entrepreneur, how they got to where they got and how they got to where they are. And it's really motivating and inspirational. And also there's a lot of things that they go through that a lot of people can relate to as well. So I think being able to work on that and just kind of surround myself in a way with people with the same mindset has been something that I wanted to just immerse myself with. And just kind of surround yourself, lunch. right? Like I, I yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But what about you, Jean? Because it seems like they they both had some kind of deep thought when, you know, they, they want to be surrounded by passion. They want to be surrounded by entrepreneurship. But like, what what about you? Like, where does your use case come in? Like, did you just, did you expect to be working with gamers or, or things like that or? <laughs> Or I, I would guess no, but but I'll, I'll let you tell the story. To be honest, like when I first applied for launch, like the entrepreneurship was kind of foreign to me in a way until I started re- reading more into Launch Academy, what they did, like being an incubator and such for the local community. Considering my background, like I kind of thinking back to it, what I used to do, uh, which was streaming, is almost like entrepreneurship in its own way. Like you're building up your own brand, you're building out your own name. Um, you build out your community and uh, you're producing content that brings in your customers, but they're really viewers, right? Mm. And so I think when I started working at launch, I realized like applying my previous experiences to what I knew from uh, in the past to what I was learning so much at launch, like it changed my perspective on the world a lot of um, entrepreneurship. And it's really great to see how many people are capable. And it's not just about, you know, like you're not born to be an entrepreneur. It's uh, actually like a lot of hard work. It's dedication. It's the passion. It's it's the failure. It's the series of roadblocks that you have to push through. Yeah. No, I, I think definitely in listening to your stories, I th- I think you can kind of tell if if you're not outside listening, like, oh, I want to work for launch someday. Like my encouragement to those listening would be like, try doing your own thing. Chances are 99 times out of 100, you're probably going to fail. But definitely like what I look for in team members and people I like working with, whether you're working with me or some somewhere else on the team is, is people who have, who've tasted things, people who've tried things, people who have like, you know, stubbed their toes trying to to start a business or start something nonprofit or for profit or whatever. Like those experiences count a lot and I think are, are really underrated. I know like when they teach you in co-op and schools and stuff like that, they're like, oh, you know, you want to put your best things first. Like nobody wants to talk about like the business that you started when you were unemployed that got no customers, right? But like that actually, like if you're able to derive learning from that, 
and you can somehow articulate that in a resume or or an interview like to me that's super underrated and super powerful and then and then i think the other thing that you guys kind of all touched on is i don't believe everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur personally speaking but i think everybody can be entrepreneurial and and there's there's like a huge difference there in just listening to to what what all of you have mentioned like there's a drive to create there's a drive to to be passionate about things and i think it's something maybe we'll touch on a little bit later is just this concept of entrepreneurship like how inside companies people can still create things i think that's something that we haven't yet touched on on the show but like back to you know this this world of of startups for just a quick sec, right? Because I, I think the cool thing about, about everybody here is that all of you came from uniquely different backgrounds, right? Like architecture to, to sciences, to hospitality, like those things don't generally meet in a room unless we're, we're meeting at Cactus Club for lunch. <laughs> but like, were you worried about like joining tech, especially when you're like not deemed technical? Like, let's be honest here. Personally, for me, yes. I knew that I was going to be a total greenie when it came to going to tech. <laughs> like I, for me, before I started looking into the tech industry, I always thought, okay, tech is like, you know, devs. It's always like data scientists. Like you needed like a certain type of skill to be in the tech industry. And so for me, like looking at my resume, like I did have a variety of skills from different working experiences, but I didn't have any like technical background aside from gaming and streaming. So I was very worried that I was lacking in that experience to be able to work at a startup. But ever since, you know, working here for two years now, I realized, you know, startups are not just about having that technical skill or technical background. There's actually a lot of different moving pieces to it. Could you describe some of those moving pieces? <laughs> this is oh. the re-interview, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm like interviewing again. <laughs> yeah, like, for example, I guess I found that one of the things that I learned a lot from my last job before getting to tech was, you know, creating really good spreadsheets, um, tracking systems and such. And for me, it's like, you know, um, I feel like you, can, you generally want to apply those skills into like an office admin um, sort of uh, position. But I realized like working at launch, I'm like, oh, hey, like I can actually apply these things. I created a tracking system for all of the companies in Maple program so that we have like a dashboard that we can just like check to see what's going on with our companies, what stages they're at, um, where they're from, um, to things such as uh, even like my streaming experience came into play. Like, here we are, we are doing a podcast right now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, normally, like, I don't think public speaking is, uh, for me, like, it was kind of one of the challenges I had before streaming. And through the years of uh, being on live, I grew this, like, confidence to do so. And so in transition, like, I now I can apply those things for our podcast. <laughs> so it's really crazy in a way that how these, like, different experiences I've developed over the years play a role into my position now at launch. Like, no technical background, but there's still skills that I can still. But I mean, you can code, right? <laughs> I, I can do basic HTML. I can change the color of your website. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's come in handy more than once, right? That, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lauren or Kat? Like, I, I know like, some of you guys dabble in design as well. And for sure, if we need to change the color of things, you guys know hex codes and all that kind of stuff. But but beyond that, like was was there a worry kind of like what Gene talked about? Because you're supposed to be coming to this high tech workplace, supposedly, right? Like we, we put the quotations on that. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of nervous because I was like, well, I've never done any of this stuff before. Not sure how I'm going to execute it properly. But I think what's great about working at launch is being able to kind of have that option to like learn on the job um, and kind mm. of get the support you need. Like, you know, I can always 
bug Alana, bug Lauren, bug Jean, bug Sam, <laughs> bug Camille, you know, like everyone's kind of here, like we are kind of a small group. So we're able to, you know, message or talk to each other if someone needs help or anything, or if someone doesn't understand something, someone on the team might be able to do it. And, you know, if no one knows how to do it, like you, we have the internet, like we can Google it, we can all figure it out. So that's something that is a bit more different. Like, I think there was a lot for me just like learning on the job. Whereas like, you know, like with my previous jobs, it's like, well, I went to school for it. And so I know how to yeah. do it already. <laughs> That's a misdemeanor. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. I went to school for a lot of things and I don't know how to do many things, <laughs> including adding, apparently. Miss add stuff all the time. <laughs> no, that's that's cool. What about you, Lauren? Like like jumping in, I feel like you you've always been kind of the techie of our, our group in terms of of like you mentioned different gadgets and stuff like that. But was that to you a challenge or an excitement? I think that was more of an excitement. I think where the challenge came in was sort of similar to Jean, um, but rather than like a technical worry, I was a little bit more worried about like the industry as a whole. Like I knew about entrepreneurship and like I had an idea of what it was in my head and from what I had experienced, but like the technicalities of the startup industry, like learning about funding and investors and like that kind of thing has been the steepest curve for me. But like, as mm. Katrina mentioned, the opportunity to learn on the job is unmatched. And we do so much programming for the Maple program that like I get to learn along with the people <laughs> in the Maple program. So that's great as well. What do you actually let's break it down a little bit more. What were your kind of thoughts into the, I think there's two sides here. One is the tech industry. And then I think one is like the entrepreneurship side. We definitely touch both parts um, a lot, but like which side were you more challenged by? I think it probably would have been the technical side of the entrepreneurship. Because like, I like to follow tech trends in terms of like gadgets and stuff like that. So that was like kind of almost a no brainer for me. Like that is cool, but I only knew from the surface or like what I had seen about entrepreneurship and really it wasn't as much as I thought I had known. And like you guys mentioned before, it's like people don't really talk about like the hard parts of entrepreneurship and like the failures and the things that they need help with, not publicly anyways, usually. So yeah, I think that was a bit of a learning curve for me. I mean, on that note, like what have you seen and maybe not just for Lauren or maybe Gene or Kat or whoever wants to chime in. Like, what are some of the things that like, surprised you about, you know, meeting these different entrepreneurs that like you realize like, hey, they're, they're, they're superhuman, but they're also human. Um, I think for me, the biggest surprise was that, you know, the different, uh, like how humanized some of these CEOs and founders are like. Uh, when you read about them in articles like Forbes or um, like TechCrunch and stuff, like they just seem like so far away from you. But then mm -hmm. having the opportunity to actually meet these big names, like multi-million dollar companies to the startup that's just getting in, breaking into the industry, like you realize like they're just regular people. And I think that was like such a um, humanizing and grounding experience to know that in a way, like you don't have to be born spectacular to become someone amazing. If that makes sense. Like mm -hmm. everyone started from somewhere just like we did. And I think that was like the coolest thing to me. Like, 
Uh, especially with being able to have the opportunity to attend our traction conferences. That was where we got to meet some of like the real big names, like especially from like the Silicon Valley and everything, like, and just getting to see them up front on stage. Yeah. It was a really humbling experience. Yeah, definitely. Like <laughs> that was one of the best parts so far. <laughs> well, actually maybe, maybe for, for Lauren and Kat, like outside looking in, like what did you actually think when someone used to ask you about like startups, when you said Silicon Valley, for some reason, I immediately thought of the show. I don't know if either of you have watched that show, but, but like definitely there's, there's bits and parts of that. And then more recently on Netflix, there's a, there's a Korean show called startup. So like, what were you guys thinking of? Like, was it cool offices? The, the, I don't know, the the plaid shirts and the tight jeans, like we're stereotyping a little bit here, but like what, what was your kind of, what was kind of, yeah, lots and lots of coffee, ramen, like what, what were your yeah, kind of I thoughts coming in? I didn't really know what a startup was, but like automatically, like I think like I had seen the TV series, like Silicon Valley. And so mm-hmm. I kind of, that's kind of what I thought of it. I thought of like, you know, a very young company working on exciting things, an environment where you have lots, you know, foosball tables in the office, people are just playing games all the time, like, <laughs> and then also building cool stuff. So yeah, I mean, I mean some some of that's true. Like the the foosball table is almost always yeah. occupied back back when we were able to go to the office and it was both like a, a blessing and a curse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because on one end it's like everybody needs to let off steam, you want to build community and the other end it's like that thing is so loud. <laughs> and that's before <laughs> the people start talking, right? But that's really really interesting. I don't know what it is with with the plaid shirts like Hollywood's done a number on startups for some reason. Like I, I guess Zuckerberg with with his gray t-shirts or whatever also didn't help. No, that's that's really funny. One of the things I think I noticed when working at launch and definitely when I started is I expected like a lot of younger-ish people too. But what I've been most impressed with both companies and Maple and Launchpad and just all the people we've come across is is the willingness, especially for for more mature entrepreneurs. We we have quite a few of those in, in our programs as well. And it kind of just shows you like you're never too old to like learn new stuff, right? Because I would find myself in office hours with with entrepreneurs that, that have doubled my life experience, right? And here I am talking to them about lean canvas or or how how to hire an app developer or something, but this is brand new to them. But you know, in so many other facets of life and experience, I should be the one writing notes, right? And there's just there's something a little bit magical about the the agelessness of entrepreneurship that that definitely I've been able to find at launch. What are some of the benefits you've had working here so far? And it could be launched, but I, I think I want to broaden the question a little bit more. So, you know, just being in our ecosystem. I guess something that I thought was like really cool was like everyone is very supportive of each other in a way that's kind of different than working in other industries. Like, you know, like whatever industry you're in, or even if you're like in a similar industry, you're not so much like competing. You're supporting each other and building each other up. And I think that community is really great. Also, I kind of like the little bit of like flexibility. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like at all my old jobs, everyone was so sh- with like clock in times, right? Not clock out times, but clock in yeah. times. It was like very on the dot. So. Yeah, it's much more, much more structured that way. And that, that has pros and cons too, I think. Like, I think a topic we've tapped in in past episodes are things like work-life balance and, and, and it can go one way i think the other way it could go is if you're you're not willing to put the work in as an entrepreneur and and you're taking advantage of the over flexibility like your wallets are going to be the one that takes the hit in the long run so so yeah definitely flexibility is key trait in entrepreneurship what about what about you lauren like what are some of the things that you've seen that that are kind of perks or, or benefits to this industry i think we've touched on it a little bit already but like just the opportunity to learn and to grow and as kind of cat mentioned the 
willingness for people just to like share their knowledge too, right? Like when we were in the office, we would try to strategically place where people sit so they could talk to each other. And from stories I've heard in the past, the bigger names that have come out of launch or like in tech in general have come out of like community. And I think it's also unmatched compared to other industries, I think. Anything to add to that, Jean? Yeah, um, I think personally what I really enjoy about working at startups and just tech in general is that like, I think just like the nature of the industry is that we're always trying to innovate. Like that's the key theme um, for all entrepreneurs, startups, tech companies. And so in that sense, it actually translates um, pretty well to even just like the day-to-day workspace. We're usually like the first industry to try different um, solutions or different techniques, like uh, just even just thinking about current events, um, when COVID-19 hit, a lot of companies were kind of forced to think, okay, do we, can we start working from home? Like, is this something that we can start having our employees do? And I think because um, in the tech industry, like working from home is pretty common. Like we they were one of the first industries to adapt that working model. And so we're kind of like ahead of that game in that sense. And I think in a way, like, I think the great thing about working in the tech industry is that we're always going to be kind of leading and making breakthroughs with different and new ideas especially when it comes down to the workspace and how we work. So for me, like, I think that's really cool. I mean, obviously there's going to be some challenges um, adapting all the time, (laughs) but like, I think that's one of the cool things about working here is that everything is always going to be, there's always going to be new challenges down the road. Um, There's always going to be different ways to improve. And there's always going to be innovation when it comes to uh, working in the industry. And then kind of in the spirit of, of community and, and supporting one another, I know there's going to be people that are going to listen to this. Maybe they're young, maybe they're career changing, and maybe they, they resonate with, with each of your past industries and stories, but like they want to get into tech, they want to get into startups. What advice would you have for those people? Because I, I do believe that, and I think this, this is awesome that we have everybody here on, on multiple fronts because I'm usually the first to admit that in the tech industry, like we do have a bias problem, right? Like it's it's majority male dominated, right? And I'm surrounded by by three awesome females here that that are killing it in this industry. But but especially for people that maybe maybe they're not the predominant male that I talked about. Um, and maybe they're not technical, but they want to to get into entrepreneurship. They want to get into tech just like you all of you have. What would you say to kind of encourage them or or that, you know, for them to to pick some advice on so they can actually make it a reality? It's a loaded question. <laughs> Speaking from where I used to be before getting into industry is like my advice is don't be afraid. Don't downplay yourself. Be more confident in your own capabilities and your experiences. Like you never know what you've done in the past, how that can play out for the job or the company that you're applying for. And if you are really excited to work within the industry, like your possible future uh, employers can see that. They can see that passion in you. And sometimes I think, especially when it comes to startups, what a lot of employers are looking for isn't just like, oh, you have like two years experience in working here and you have two experience in management. What they're really looking for is your passion and the drive to become an asset to their team. And I think especially with startups is that, you know, our teams are generally very small. So 
if you're not someone that's willing to, you know, put on a lot of different hats um, and try to go above and beyond like 150% um, effort into the position or the company that you're working for, then you might not be a great fit for startups. Mm -hmm. But if you're someone that, you know, understands that even if you're lacking in some skill set or sorts, if you're willing to put in that effort and you have that drive to do so, then you will become so valuable to the team and your future employers can see that. So just be confident in yourself and, you know, show them what you're really about. So what about you, Kat? Yeah. Like I definitely agree with like what Jean said a hundred percent. Like I would say to just go for it, just do it, just try it out. Don't be scared to fail. Like you're going to fail a bunch of times. Like don't care about what other people think because that was something too for me like I was like oh I wonder like what people will think like if I start this like is it a dumb idea but it's like honestly just do it because you're gonna find a whole bunch of other people you're gonna find another community that will care so much about what you do and they'll be like your biggest supporters like you will find people who will be there for you and who will support you and who will encourage you so yeah that that would be that's all I'd say is like just do it (laughs) Nike (laughs) (laughs) Nike's really killed it with that marketing Um, I think, well, I agree with everything that's already been said. In addition to that, I think just surrounding yourself with people in the industry or just surrounding yourself with the people that you want to work with maybe, or um, who have similar interests, who have similar like industry, like goals, career goals. Um, I think that was one of the biggest things that I took out away from Red Academy was we spent so much time together and we had like similar goals to like be in marketing, be in tech eventually. But we just created like this group of friends, which honestly turned into family. We spent so much time together that like it was so pivotal to have like a group of people who kind of understand like what you're going through when you're like trying to apply for jobs or even just like start your own thing. So like if you're wanting to be an entrepreneur, like surround yourself with entrepreneurial people, people maybe who have a little bit more experience that can just like kind of guide you through. Um, But that community piece, I would say is very, very important. Mm -hmm. I mean, on community, I just kind of have a quick question. I know you guys might have different thoughts. What are your thoughts on in terms of volunteering in industry related things? Like, I guess the first question is, would you do it? And the second question is like, how would you do it? Personally, for me, when I think about volunteering, like I wouldn't even know where to start. So unless like, you know, uh, the opportunity was like laid out in front of me, like I wouldn't know where to begin. But if knowing now that there are volunteer opportunities, like all over, there's like, you know, for example, traction that conference that we host and is currently on hold, we take in like a huge team of uh, volunteers, which is great. And they all kind of range from like being students to those are just like really interested in learning. Um, Some of them are entrepreneurs themselves. So I think volunteering is a really great opportunity for some. And uh, I definitely encourage it if uh, anyone wants to at least like put their toe in the water when it comes to working in the tech space. Kat, you or, you or Lauren have, have anything to share on the volunteering front? I'd probably say the same thing. Like if there's something that interests you, like try it out, see if it works. Um, it's actually, I guess that's kind of how I got into tech a little bit too. Like I had volunteered for the, the VR AR Global Summit at Park. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of my first first event that mm. I had gone to and I met so many people there. I got to help represent Shape Immersive, um, talk about what they were doing at the time and just meet a whole lot of really cool people. And so it, it really helps. Yeah, like like Jean said, you know, like getting your feet in the water. 
Yeah. And, and just for those listening that are confused, like Shape Immersive is, is the company of one of our co-founders at launch, Alex Chang. Um, and that's, that's kind of how we met Kat. But I, I'm a little curious. Let's break that down a little bit. How did you find out about, in this case, the VR AR Global Summit? I guess through Alex, like through through friends of friends, like mm-hmm. we're connected through a friend. And then I was like, what you're doing is cool. Like I want to, I want to experience it. I want to try it out. And he was like, yeah, sure. Go for it. Like, here's all the information. Like I'll see yeah. you there. And I was like, here I am. <laughs> Yeah. So I, th- I think there's something like key there is, is I think unintentionally even maybe that, that you were willing to take a risk. Maybe it's a minor risk. It's a day of your time, two days of your time, whatever. But you were tailing to take a risk on something you basically didn't know much about other than on a surface level. And I think that's something that I think often people take for granted I'm reaching out that, that first step. Like I don't remember if I shared how I got into tech, but really like I was in class and I, to be completely honest, I was never in class all that often, but I was in class at SFU and, and one of the profs had, had a, a, I can't remember if it was volunteer or it was a job opportunity, but it was something related to like mobile relations or something like that, or mobile developer relations. And I was like, that sounds cool. I need a job. So, so then I reached out to the, my prof for like the very first time. And so, so like for, for smart students and, and most people that might be listening, like this is a common theme to reach out for your prof. But for me, like I, I never do that and I've never done it since. So <laughs> So that was like the one time that I actually just got a little bit out of my comfort zone and, and, and actually tapped in and tried something. Right. And obviously that's, that's kind of, that move has changed my life. I think to echo both of, both of you, like, just don't be, don't be afraid to try. Right. I think the benefit, especially if you're younger and listening to this, like you got time to try stuff, right? The worst case scenario is, is you volunteer attraction. You're like, Hey, I actually don't like tech. I don't like startups. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Cool. You spent a day on it. Now, you know, right. There's, there's no harm in, in finding out you don't want to do something either. So I think that's actually like a super cool story from Kat. Lauren, do you have anything to add to that before we go to Jean's favorite question? I would definitely echo everything that you guys have said. And just to add on to your point. Sam, um, when I was actually applying for jobs, someone told me um, this piece of advice that I've like never forgotten. And I've like literally told anyone who's ever asked mm. me for any advice. And they said something along the lines of, uh, you're never going to know what you want to do until you know what you don't want to do. And you're never going to know what you don't want to do until you do it. And I, I think that's like just stuck with me this whole time, like volunteer, reach out, connect, use LinkedIn or whatever tools that you have um, to just try. That's awesome. Sweet. I think on that note, I can't follow up with that. So let's move on to you know, it, what's become a bits and bytes classic. So Kat, you're not with us regularly. So I'm actually going to pick on you to start. Here's the scenario is if you could create a dream team uh, that that you want to build, let's say it's a company, but it just a, a team that you want to work with. And it can be anybody dead or alive, historian, celebrity, fictional character, it could be Donald Duck, doesn't matter. <laughs> Who would you choose a team of three and why? Okay, so one of them, I think Elon Musk, because he's pretty cool. And I like Tesla. And so I think he would be really cool to meet and work with as well. Um, and then these last two, <laughs> um, Ariana Grande and Rihanna, because I think they're badass women. <laughs> Wait, you got to pick three. So you got to cut Ariana or... Oh, damn. <laughs> okay, I'll, I go with Ariana Grande because... Lately, I've been listening to her a lot. I know she's like a guilty pleasure, but. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine Ariana Grande and Elon Musk in a product meeting? (laughs) 
<laughs> Just hold that thought for a second. Um, Lauren, what about you? You've heard this question asked a lot, but this is your first time answering it. First would be Walt Disney. He's just like the pioneer for animation, um, like just the way that like the brand of Disney was built, um, the way that he was able to build like trust um, for the brand and stuff. That's like unmatched for sure. And then another one would be, I don't know if you guys know um, Morgan Harper Nichols on Instagram. She's like um, an artist and a poet. Um, just like the words that she write the things that she creates is incredible so inspiring um and encouraging as well and also like a female entrepreneur like that's awesome i love that and then the last one might be a little silly and you might laugh at me but i don't know if you know um maya the polar bear on instagram uh she's uh the doggy? Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's a smart and she is one of my favorite Instagram profiles ever. Um, you know, just for the morale, you know, sometimes you just need a morale booster. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. You've left me speechless on a podcast. That's never good. Um, Jean, you ask this question every single episode, but you've never answered it. So finally, it's your turn. Honestly, there's like so many people that I would want like I have like different combinations of teams but for the sake of kind of like the theme of entrepreneurship definitely Gary Vee I love his journey from he used to I think review and sell wine and then now he's just become this life coach like he's amassed such a big following and I think the reason why I love Gary Vee is because he he's like a balance of being very strict and straightforward he gives it to you real but he also has this like level of compassion when he does give you advice like he's like, you know, mm. don't be too hard on yourself for failure. Um, it's okay to, you know, start when you're older or it's okay to run into these roadblocks. I just love that he has this understanding that some people need that encouragement. And at the same time, he's able to just like lay it out for you. He's like, get your stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> the other person, well, actually they come in a combo pack because you can't really have one without the other. And I think actually one of our previous guests also did mention this person as well. So it might not be as original, but The Rock and Kevin Hart, because, you know, they're like- Why are they a combo pack? Hold up. <laughs> Do you what? not see- Like, like if Cat's not allowed to have both those those singers, I don't know if you can have both the actors. Well, I don't, what, what? <laughs> okay, to be fair, their friendship is amazing. And I think just like- answering off of you like the rock has such a great entrepreneurial mindset like you know he started off with pretty much nothing um from being uh to w is it wwf or i forgot what it's called like the wrestling w mania world, world uh, wrestling federation yeah, yeah um to becoming um an actor and now he's an entrepreneur himself like he has his tequila brand and I love the way, I guess, you know, part of it is like his great marketing team, but like, you know, he's constantly hustling and I love that like drive that he has. And he's clearly like, you know, a very strong, um, high moral person. And I think that he'd be great in terms of like, you know, leadership and then Kevin Hart. Cause you know, <laughs> like the Cause you don't want to be the shortest person on the team. <laughs> no, but Kevin's just so funny. And like, he, like, you know, when things get rough, um, you know, if the company comes to a hall or we go in through a rough patch, like Kevin will be there to just like lighten the mood a bit. And also, come on, like the rock and Kevin's friendship is just so awesome. Like if you see their interactions on social media and stuff and just like how they are like in person, like it's hilarious. And I think having that strong like team 
uh, relationship would be good. All right. I, I kind of feel like Jean cheated. And <laughs> and so I don't I don't know if I accept her answer. So what? maybe we could do it again. <laughs> Also, like I felt so old when when like you were describing like Gary V. So 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 like I remember when Gary V. Like started his wine website like in 1997 or something like that, and I didn't actually know The Rock as a wrestler before that. He was a football player. Yeah, he was a. He, I can't remember what position he played, but but he couldn't hack it in the NFL. And then he went to the CFL and, and I think he was cut by the Stampeders or something like that. So, so like, I feel so dated when you're like, yeah, before he was in acting, he was a wrestler. I'm like, dude, (laughs) but, but anyway, so I think that's the episode. Thank you guys so much for, for joining us and sharing your stories and sharing your insight. I hope that for those people that that have listened, they can, you know, pick up off your experiences. Um, real quick round table. I mean, how can people reach out to you? How can they find out to you all? Whether it's the Twitter, the Instagrams, plug away. You can find me at uh, my public page, uh, Carrie Autumn, K-I-R-E-I Autumn. Um, that's my public facing page for, you know, all business related things. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to have any business inquiries and such, uh, you can just email me directly at my work email, gene at logicademy.ca. Lauren? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Can, L-A-U-R-E-N-M-Can, K-A-N. Sweet. And Kat? Yeah, same here. Just find me on Instagram at Katrina, K-A-T-R-E-E-N-A. A-T-E-C-S-O-N. Awesome. Simple enough, except for Jean. We might have to Google her Wikipedia page or something instead. Um, but yeah, that's a wrap here. And we're looking forward to having more episodes in the coming year. Appreciate everybody. Take care. Happy holidays, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.